Hey everyone, we're back again for another episode of Lessons of the Woods by Ten Point Whitetails. Uh, we got a couple of interesting topics we're going to talk about today. As promised, Kyle will be digging into baiting rules and regulations in Wisconsin and I think Ohio. Yes, we're going to reference yeah. Ohio. We're going to reference Ohio. I'm going to pick apart a little bit of Minnesota stuff, but we're going to see what's going to happen there. Uh, also, in case you didn't know, my name is Dylan Porter. I am the host of this podcast, and with me I have our co-host Kyle Weber, and one day we'll have guests. Maybe next episode if things go well. we got to talk about that when we're done real quick. We'll see. Uh, this episode should be our last one of 2022. Next episode will be the first oh, yeah, one of 2023. It's going to come out. Yep. So if you're listening to this, Happy New Year. That's as far as I got. Anyway, so what I want to talk about real quick before we get into baiting, uh, it's been going all around Facebook. I know we're a little late on this topic because we just wanted to do our last podcast about what we want to talk about there. Uh, so floating around on Facebook recently, we've seen we've all seen the posts of the wolf that was collared and then traveled from Michigan all the way to uh, Canada and got harvested. And there's just some interesting facts that or interesting things that line up. So first, we're going to cover some facts. Okay. So fact number one: this wolf was collared in June on June 21st of 2021 in. G-O-G-E-B-I-C County, Michigan. Okay, I'm going to end you right now. Do it, because I don't know how to pronounce your stupid names in Wisconsin and and Michigan. That is Gogibic or Gogibic. Oh, my. Can we use English when we name counties, please? Gogibic. Detroit Lakes. (laughs) Gogibic. Gogebic, Gogebic, I'll give you either one. Gogebic County, Michigan is where this wolf was collared on June 21st of 2021. It was shot in either late November, early December. I don't have that exact date in 2022. The location where it was shot was up in Canada. So I'm going to bring up a map here. Okay. So you can see where the wolf was collared in Michigan. Can I, I can't put my mouse on that, but you can see where the wolf was collared in Michigan. And then it traveled where that pink line goes all the way, all the way to Grand Forks, North Dakota. That's a very long ways away. Then it left Grand Forks, went south towards Fargo for some reason, and then looped all the way back around, did a loop over by Duluth. I believe it went through your backyard, Kyle, on its way through the first time. Did a loop around Duluth, and then it went through kind of by International Falls, and went up and did a big loop in Canada and ended up getting shot uh, by an outfitter in Manitoba. So this wolf went on this great long journey. Now, why is this significant? Now, this is, if you go to the Voyager's Wolf Project Facebook page, they have more information on this. This one went a lot farther than most of their wolves that they call her. However, why is it significant that a wolf was traveling this far? Well, we talk about CWD, okay? It is a proven fact. That's prions, which everybody says is what spreads CWD, can survive through the stomach of a, of a carnivore or a scavenger, okay? That means that if a wolf or a raven or a crow or a bobcat or a coyote, whatever, if they eat a CWD-infected deer, they poop out CWD-infected poop, okay? Which, based on how prions work, meaning they can spread CWD to other deer, Right? So, that's fact number one. Fact, this wolf traveled from Michigan to Canada through Wisconsin and Minnesota. That is a fact. We have the scientific data. Okay? I forgot to put the map up on the screen. You can see it there now. So, that pink line's where it went. Okay? Actually, we're going to pull this over since Kyle's not talking at the moment anyway. And we'll keep my face up there. <laughs> okay. So, you can see where the wolf traveled. It went a very, very long way. Okay. Fact number three. There were three new cases of CWD found along this wolf's track. Now, I haven't looked up the exact parcels and the exact location, but they're fairly close in correlation. Now, is this just random or is this a correlated fact? Okay. This is kind of odd that this happened. We have three new cases of CWD. So if you look at the first one, 
There was a CWD wild deer discovered in Grand Rapids. Haven't had CWD there before. CWD wild deer found in Bemidji or south of Bemidji. Haven't had CWD there before. And a new one, not too far from me, about an hour and a half, found southwest of Climax, Minnesota. Also in an area similar, fairly close to Crookston, Minnesota, which is important later. Okay? So we're going to take this map away. So, this wolf went on a long journey. We know wolves and other predators can spread CWD. Is it possible this wolf ate CWD-infected deer somewhere on this journey and deposited prions on that map? Yes, it's entirely possible. We don't know how long the prions stay in the infected inside the stomach of the canine carrying them or any of that. So this is a very odd correlation. It's not, we can't prove that this is how it got there, but it's a very strange correlation. Also, I've given you some facts. You can do with them what you want. Now I'm going to give you a rumor, okay? Rumor has it. Well, there, one more fact. Fact. North Dakota resident took his daughter hunting on the piece of property in Climax, Minnesota, where they found the, or near Climax, Minnesota, where they found the CWD deer. He took his daughter hunting, shot a deer of his own, and of his own volition, submitted the sample to be tested for CWD in an area where we've never tested for CWD before. That's a fact. That is in the news article about that particular CWD case. Now, rumor has it that that particular hunter, yes, he lives in North Dakota, was employed or is employed by the University of Minnesota in Crookston, Minnesota. Now, this is a rumor. I don't have anywhere to verify this, but this was told to me by one person. So if he works at the University of Minnesota, collected, got the sample, submitted it for testing, is it possible that any money can be funneled to him for further research by the University of Minnesota? Something to think about. Now, that's a rumor. I don't have any positive evidence there. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. This is what was told to me by somebody who will not be named. Interesting thought. Interesting thing to think about where the money goes. Okay? So and how CWD can generate money. Yeah. Everybody's willing to throw money at CWD, CWD research, CWD dumpsters, CWD DNR, CWD, E-B-E-F-G-H-I-J. Everybody's willing to throw money at whatever they can think of for CWD. So if all of a sudden a CWD case comes up positive in a specific area and somebody can benefit from the research, mm-hmm. which, I mean, fine, let's do more research because once we do more legitimate, unlobbied research, we can get down to the nitty-gritty of this thing. So, fun fact. Well, fun possibility here, okay? One day next week, the week prior to this, Dad is hoping to have a conversation with a gentleman in either Wisconsin or Michigan. I don't remember where. I don't remember his name exactly. Uh, But he will be having an interview with this person who has been, if it's the right guy I'm thinking of, genetically breeding deer breed breeding cwd out of white-tailed deer using specific genetic markers i'm gonna ask if we can put that up on our podcast uh but that will be on dad's facebook page so they believe they've found a cure for cwd using genetic markers if i make if this is the right person if i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm wrong all the time but interesting stuff coming forward on the cwd front so can a wild animal can a wild de- animal other than a white-tailed deer spread CWD? Absolutely. Do wolves always travel as far as this one did? No. But do wolves no, travel? Yes. As you were as you were talking, I was I was looking up uh, Voyager's Wolf Project, and was looking up basically how far they travel. I got one. Um, just north of Duluth a little bit gets to Voyagers National Park. Um, let me see here. This one traveled a total 
2,837 kilometers, and from point A to point B is 390 kilometers. So he, so this wolf specifically almost traveled 3,000 kilometers while only going 300 kilometers. So they're just beep, 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 what, beep, what is know. that in American? I don't know you. <laughs> 1,762 miles, I'm guessing. Do, you, do we want the actual math? 2,837 kilometers. I'm guessing it's around 1,762 miles. I'm going to see if your I'm going to see if your math is good. How many kilometers did he travel? 2,837. 2000. And I'm saying 1,762. 1,762.83. That was good. That was good math it's right on there. The, it's on the post. Okay. <laughs> I thought you just pulled that out. I'm like, wow, that was good. Uh, I'm just... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a genius. You are. But everybody's got hidden talents, man. Everybody's got hidden talents. That is not my talent. <laughs> um... And, and we're talking about the, you know so I'm just I'm looking these up as, as you were as you were talking. Um, this one traveled um, in 45 days. In 45 days, this wolf traveled approximately 180 miles straight. That's a straight. I mean, obviously, going like this. Yep. yep. In 45 days, travel 180 miles straight. So let's just triple that because of meandering and and then they show the map. Anybody can go on Voyager's Wolf Project and look it up. It's if it shows up there, maybe. Yeah, not really. It's they're tough. all they're all over, but straight, just crow flies. I mean, if he just ran, if that wolf just walked perfectly straight, forty-five days, hundred and eighty miles. And I'm going through. Your dad posted a really good one with the links to each one of these uh, mm -hmm. wolves. The one you talked about specifically traveled. An insane three three states, a different country. Seventeen hundred miles is ridiculous, but, but it just goes to show that they can do it. In this one here, uh, May 9th, twenty nineteen, July seventh, twenty twenty. So a, a year and a month. Mm -hmm. Traveled two thousand nine hundred and sixty kilometers. That's eighteen. That's eighteen fifty nine miles. Yep, that's farther than the one that we just talked about. So, a wolf specifically, mm -hmm. and and I think that's that's a lot to be said about wolves specifically. Is you may get them on your trail camera, but they don't hang out. I, I don't believe that they hang out. If I you think a there's a resident pack, but you get one yes. of these lone wolves that just go. But even these resident packs will gen will go 50 miles radius, you know yeah diameter. i think it's usually like a 75 mile yeah so they're range I mean, that they'll you may go. see them you may see them today and they're gone for six months well that's mm -hmm. just because they just they just do this well yes so they do resident and there's a map out there somewhere that shows six or seven different packs that were collared and it shows their track and you notice so they don't really like go around each other I saw yeah, they don't that. Get, it's they like don't, a pink, bunch line. of pink lines, bunch of yellow lines, like a bunch yep. of blue, and it's like three separate packs. Yeah, that but that's they why don't you don't interact with each other. And they'll come into an area that's got a ton of deer, devastate the area, move on, and then your area picks back up with deer, and they move back in and they devastate it again. Mm -hmm. I actually know a guy that's actually a hundred percent against baiting, and or feeding, even within the legal parameters, because once you start feeding them, the wolves show up. Yeah, that could be an added. You got a effect. concentration of deer. You're gonna get a concentration of predators. You could be, in essence, hurting yourself. So it's a possibility. Yeah. But yeah. lone wolves can travel thousands, two thousands of miles in a 45 days. You know, 180 miles by the crow flies in 45 it's days just up and moving up and trucking and the one that we talked about in particular that's 1700 miles in a year and five six months yep why why it's just just because it could so their job their job is to walk hmm? they just walk they run they walk they run they walk they sleep they walk they run you could cover some serious ground if that's all you did all your life 
they're just nomadic. They just move. They just they just keep moving. They don't really know where they're at. It's interesting to see the packs and the territories and how they how they interact or don't interact. But in this case, it just shows that I mean they can go anywhere. And if they walk into Hell Center, which is down by was it Spring Green, Wisconsin, CWD capital of the flipping world, and chows down on a bunch of deer. And then walks to Manitoba. How are we controlling CWD? CWD, how are we controlling it? We're not. We can't. Yeah. We can't do it. Yeah. And, and we're going to have a podcast where we use some facts, but also kind of just complain about... not. None of us, I think, are saying that CWD is fake. But in the same way of not saying COVID was fake, COVID was not fake. It was a serious thing that affected a lot of people and without management could have killed or hurt a lot of more people. But the propaganda and the generation of money because of the people being scared of CWD and COVID, I'm just, they're very similar in the aspects of how they were used to generate funding. It's, it's silly. Let me ask you this on CWD. Has there ever been a deer that died from CWD? Not that I've ever heard of. They've always been shot, then found or out killed to have by CWD. a car, or killed by a predator. And there's a couple with EHD, and you got videos of deer that's in. So EHD is episodic, hem- episodic, episodic hemorrhaging disease. Very yep. different. EHD and blue tongue, they're different diseases, but they're very fast acting, and they can kill up to half your deer population in a single year. They're yep. just bad like that Montana it's a bug deals that comes with it. through kills everything okay yep cwd takes four to five years to kill a white-tailed deer and they are how not how do they know that if a deer's never died from cwd that's their though. speculation they can say say all oh, the deterioration of the brain at this rate this is how long it would take right it's a they're are they using alzheimer's i don't think so it's so cwd is very similar to scrappies and sheep it's the same type of disease okay so scrapies in sheep we're getting it too far into this for a short bit of it but so scrapies in sheep is a disease misfolded prion it's almost exactly the same as cwd but they got rid of it in sheep sheep don't get it anymore you know how they got rid of it they bred it out they found dna resistant genes that resist it and they bred it out but when it comes to white-tailed deer our focus is oh no Everything's going to get it. They're all going to die. But getting back to it, it takes four to five years for a deer to die from CWD, according to their ex- extrapolated data. It takes four to five years. Kyle, what's the average age of a whitetail in Minnesota and Wisconsin? Average? Average Ooh. age. Yeah, okay. So they will not live long enough to die from it. So let's kill them before they die from it so we can find out if they have it because they won't live long enough to die from it in the first place. But a bump. So Here we on one of our next podcasts, we need to invite your dad on. It's going to be a long one. I think it's going to be a part one, a part two, and we're just going to yep. have to have a heyday on it. Because yep. I have some opinions. And mine aren't educated. I don't have a biology degree. I don't, I'm don't. i not a biologist by any means. I'm just a concerned hunter, mm-hmm. and I'm sick of CWD. And I'm As sure your dad are. and you can provide facts and provide how that stuff is all designed, but that next podcast should be maybe a part one part two but we could really chew that thing apart so yep i agree but enough of that i just want to share that information about the wolf we got some cwd stuff off our chest lots more to come people lots more to come so we're gonna talk baiting and that's your cue because i don't know exactly what direction you're going with this so (laughs) i'll try to bring some stuff up on the screen as we go so as we talk about um, CWD, there's a huge argument that, and, or I mean CWD stuff, but there's a huge argument that this nose-to-nose contact, the saliva, the nose, um, that's where the prions for CWD can be transferred. And I have an argument against that because if that was the case, we should be able to test the nose or the saliva for CWD and they can only find it in the brainstem. So right. I don't believe so, that it is nose-to-nose contact. So they, uh, they argue that... They, you actually have to eat infected material is the idea. 
And there was a study done in Canada that was not peer-reviewed, and it didn't get published. It got published, but it was never peer-reviewed. And they claimed that they got a monkey to get CWD by feeding it infected material. Uh, but then they also injected CWD infected material straight into the brain of the monkey, and the monkey got CWD. So that's just not a good study when you do – you say, well, it was this, but we also did this other thing. Right. You know? Right. You got two variables, right? Yeah. So – Anyway, most people believe it can be transferred from nose-to-nose contact. There is no scientific evidence that I have heard of in all my years of arguing about this stuff that proves that to be the case. Right. So their argument is that, and and an argument with that when it comes to baiting is they don't want a high concentration of deer basically fighting over feed or bait. And don't don't cut me up when I say feed or bait. I'm just going to generalize it. But in Wisconsin, in about, let me click here, um, I think I counted 17 counties that deer baiting and feeding is allowed. Okay, I got the map up there. What's that? I got the map with the counties up here. Beautiful. So there's 55 counties that are um, baiting and feeding is prohibited. And it looks similar to Minnesota, basically the north side is uh, go ahead. We do have the thumb of Wisconsin that's still uh, baitable, mm-hmm. but the rest of it is not. And the reason that they say that that area is not, and this is a map that Dylan doesn't have, but I have in front of me, is uh, CWD affected counties. And where I get frustrated is in this map, on you know a personal level with Dylan and this and his family is, they point out. CWD farms that are depopulated. That's where they got CWD and they they shot everything. They depopulated the farm. Deer farms infected with CWD currently in operations and they have them in bright yellow stars. Bright yellow stars bigger than anything else. Hunting ranches, which are where you go to actually harvest an animal and and, um, they don't usually have a breeding facility. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hunting ranches infected with CWD currently in operation. And them are big red stars, and they're just all over the place. So, but the, what they do show you is CWD wild positive locations. And there is a huge, huge center when it comes to um, uh, Richland, Iowa, Sauk, Dane, Columbia, those counties. If you look at the CWD infected map, it is heavy there. Um, as you spread out from there, it gets a little less. You have some in Juno and Adams, but when you get up to, let me see here. Well, you got Dunn. There's three. Washburn has one. Um, Oneida, Lincoln have one or two. Vilas has one. But these these counties that have deer hunting um, prohibited which would include um, Forrest, Florence, Marinette, uh, uh, Taylor, Menominee. I mean, I'm just naming some of them that I'm looking on this map that have no positive CWDs. Mm-hmm. And there's no, and even some of them don't even have a deer farm in them that, is a, that has been affected by CWD. They are clean in comparison. So I look at those two maps and I go, well, why is baiting prohibited in 55 counties because the county next to him had one positive cwd mm-hmm. that's 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 silly and especially if a cwd deer farm because deer farm becomes positive cwd you're going to shut the county down for wild deer because those wild deer are going to have cwd too like the connection that they accuse C- the deer farms and CWD really bothers me is that connection. So I said they've never tested before in near Climax, Minnesota. They've never tested in Kitson County. They've never done a single test here, but I guarantee you if somehow my dad's farm came up positive with CWD, they'd start testing immediately. But it's really just not, it's not adequate testing on the DNR side because in Minnesota, we test Okay, in Minnesota, our white-tailed deer farmed survey. We test 100% of every every deer that dies get tested for CWD on a game farm. So that is 
you it's right about 1500 deer in the state of minnesota are on deer farms give or take and of that 1500 that when they die we test 100 percent of them so we test 100 percent of less than 0.01 percent of the population we test less than what was it? it's like 0.03 percent of the population gets tested of the wild herd gets tested for cwd so when you're testing 0.03 percent of a population or 100% of a population, where are you going to find it? Where you're testing 100%. Let's test 100% of the deer that die in the state of Minnesota. I bet we got CWD everywhere. But they like to wait and say, oh, this deer farm got CWD because they're mandated to test for it. Now we can blame it on them. We're going to start testing around them and probably find it. Yeah. That's just bad science. I'm sorry. So when we talk about baiting, we got approximately 17 uh, counties that are baiting and feeding is allowed. But I'm going to focus on Iron, Ashland, Price, Sawyer, Washburn, Douglas, and Bayfield because that is exactly uh, directly what affects me. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the CWD, basically um, Burnett has – or no, excuse me. Burnett has one deer farm that was depopulated, and Washburn has one positive wild deer. Okay, okay. Every other county up there that I just mentioned is – Clean as a whistle, according to the Minnesota DNR, the Wisconsin DNR. Mm -hmm. But what they accuse baiting of doing is helping manip or helping the progression of CWD. Um, So I just want to read, and Dylan did this two two podcasts ago, reading the the regulations of baiting and and within the vicinity of food or bait or, or you know, and it's all vague. It's all it's all irrelevant, but. Um, let me read just a couple things. So what we have here, which is odd to me, is we have a max uh, of two gallons. So amount. No person may place, use, or hunt over more than two gallons of bait or feed at any feeding site. I'm not sure what a feeding site is or a bait site is, um, but two gallons at max. All right, fine. Um, let me see here. Bait located on a county in which baiting and feeding of deer is prohibited. Obviously, you can't do that. Yep. But no person may place, use, or hunt deer over more than two gallons of bait for each full 40 acres that make up a continuous area of land under the same ownership. I own 94 acres. If I read that, if I read just that part, more than two gallons of bait on on four each full 40 that make up a continuous area of land. So shouldn't I be able to do four gallons? Because I have two 40s, technically. You technically have two 40s. So as you read that sentence, yes, it said that sentence makes it sound like, yeah, you can do four gallons. But the cap says... No person may place, use, or hunt over more than two gallons of bait or feed at any feeding site. So then so, if a feeding site, what is a feeding site? Correct. So How then big is a feeding talk about, site? Is a feeding site the size of a dining room table? Is it an acre? What's a feeding site? How big is a feeding site? So down here in definitions, it says feeding site means... Any location or area in which bait or feed is placed or deposited or that contains bait or feed material used to attract wild animals for recreational or supplemental feeding or for hunting purposes. So is that feeding site 100 square feet, 10 square feet? Is it just a location? Like, can I do two on each side of the hill? Yeah, or could you do two on a one-acre food plot? Right. So am I maxed out at two gallons? That's just what I can do. Basically, my understanding is I can only do two gallons. Per feeding site. Um, So I I would read that as you can do two feeding sites on your property. Two feeding sites on my 94? Or three, possibly. Yeah. Um, Any feeding site that is located within 100 yards of any other feeding site located in the same continuous land uh, under the same ownership. So no person may place, use, or hunt over any feeding site that is located within 100 yards 
of any other feeding site located on the same continuous area of land under the same ownership. So they have to be 100 yards apart. Okay. But how big is the feeding site? If a feeding site's an acre, does the edge of that acre have to be 100 yards away from the other acre? Or is it the center? Yeah. These things, why can't they just define these things? So then so then we get to, and, and this would be my point too, is uh, no person may place or hunt over any bait or feed material that is that contains any animal part or animal byproduct is contained or in de- it or is deposited by a feeder that is designed to deposit or replenish feed automatically mechanically or by gravity contains or is contained within a metal paper plastic glass wood or other similar processed materials this does not apply to a bait or feed placed in hollow logs or stumps. And that says sea bear hunting regulations or scent materials. And then we get into, I mean, then we get into, so we talk about feeding. So basically I can hunt, I can put two gallons down on my 94. I would say I can put four gallons down, but they have the two gallons have to be a hundred yards apart. Let's just say, let's say we keep it simple and we do like a circle, mm-hmm. a 10 foot circle center from there. 100 yards away, I could have another baiting site, uh, feeding site, baiting site. So if you had an open enough area, you could have two feeding sites within shooting distance. Yes. If you had a good field, you could do that. So in that, and that is supposed to mediate CWD transfer from nose to nose. Sit on a food plot, on a field, anywhere you want, and watch these deer and how they interact. They constantly touch. They constantly lick each other's faces. They touch t- each other's torso glands. They stick their nose right up you know where. I mean, are, are we supposed to start asking whitetail bucks to use protection when they are intimate I, with a dog? We adult? might have to. I, we might I mean, absolutely have to. Deer so, are social animals. And that's how they communicate. So that deer rubs on a tree, on a licking branch, right? we got to outlaw licking branches. And now a buck comes in and touches that licking branch after his buddy. A buck from it's 10 miles w. away when he got his butt kicked by somebody else. Yep. So then we get into feeding. No person may place or allow placement of more than two gallons of feed material at any feeding site. No person may place or allow placement of a feed in a county in which baiting or feeding is prohibited. More than two gallons of feed for each owner-occupied residence or business, regardless of property size. Deer feeding site more than 50 yards away from occupied residence. A deer feeding site within within 100 yards yards of the roadway. What's that? Wait, 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 wait. This is stupid. This a deer is, feeding this site this is stupid. more than 50 yards from an owner-occupied residence or business. So you have to have your feeding site. Again, we don't know how big a feeding site is. 50 yards away from your residence. And you can't have it within 100 yards of a road that has a speed limit of 45 miles an hour or more. So that means if you live on a teeny tiny lot that's off a bigger highway, you can't feed deer because it's too close to the road. Sucks to be you. Yeah, actually, I was, I'll say this. DNR, come get me. Because I had a feeder in my backyard that I clearly fed two gallons. Clearly, only, specifically, never kernel more. But the speed limit on my road was 45 miles an hour or more. And that was well within 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Well within 100 yards, and it was definitely within 50 yards of my house. So DNR, you should uh, you know come 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 write me up. I'll show you where it was because according to that, I broke the law feeding some deer in my backyard. And if you happen to have a deer, a bear, or an elk visit your feed pile, you got to quit for 30 days. Yep, yep. I mean, we have bears out the wazoo here, so I would you'd never be able to debate. No. So my point with, with I, have, I have two questions. Why two gallons? Because more, more than that would draw more deer in and we'd have a better chance of contamination of CWD. Why is two bay piles 112 yards apart in the same field going to change the contact of these deer? Not going I can to. feed right behind my backyard. My speed limit's not 45, so actually I'm probably legal at my house. Mm-hmm. I have to get the rangefinder out and see where the 
the baiting site is. Let's let baiting site. I'm probably closer to 75 yards, but if your road's not 45, you're fine. Right. So, but is it 50 yards away from your house? Because that's really important for some reason. That's what I'm saying. I think it's more like 75 yards away. So I might be legal here. And it's never more than two gallons, but holy buckets. The deer touch each other. There are 15 of them in there. Dylan, you've been to my house. We have about acre parcels, mm-hmm. acre and a half, two acre parcels for all of our subdivision houses. There's a bait pot. <clears throat> there is a feeding site at every single property, but that's legal because it's not continuous property. Mm-hmm. It's owned by different owners. And as long as they're 50 yards from your house, none of the speed limits are 45. So as long as they're 50 yards from each house, but if he, if Billy Bob, my neighbor, goes 50 yards from his house, and I go 55 yards from my house, they're 30 yards away from each other. Is that illegal? No. Is that creating more CWD? Probably. You're not helping <laughs> the argument here. So no, I'm not, because I'm being facetious. Sorry. Yes. But I'm, so I, I, I read this, and I go, why two gallons? Why no feeder? Why? Why is that? Why is and that can you illegal? Go put two gallons why out? is it two? Can you can you watch what? your feed pile and say, okay, two gallons. Watch it for fifteen minutes. Okay, the deer ate it all. Can I go put two gallons out again? Fifteen minutes later, go put out two gallons. Could you put out a hundred gallons a day, two gallons at a time, as long as it was all eaten every time? I mean, unless it says somewhere in here within a twenty-four hour period, but I guess I haven't seen it. It just says, oh, right here, right here, Dylan. Where? No person may place, use, or hunt deer over. No person may place, use, or hunt over a bait or feed during the closed season. Well, yeah. But may start place, may start to place bait for deer hunting season 24 hours prior to the first deer hunting season, which is archery season. Okay, that doesn't help. Uh, feeding site that is in violation of these regulations unless the area is completely free of bait or feed material. That doesn't tell I you how, how much to. you can do. That doesn't. That doesn't do nothing. No, but so yeah. As long as they eat every kernel, you can feed them. And what I'm seeing is every six minutes if they eat it all. Yeah, doesn't say anywhere. Just as you can't have more than two gallons of bait or feed out at a time. Yep. Man, imagine if you missed that kernel that's under the leaf. Oh man, they'd write you a four hundred dollar ticket. So, so why two gallons? Why is that a thing? Why is a feeder a problem? I could see automatic. I could see because you can control it and yeah, time them. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I could see that. I could see an argument with ethics, right? Just but Pavlov's I want to talk all about your deer. What? Just Pavlov's dog, all your deer. So, Ohio. Okay. Ohio in general. And, and I'm going to be in general, so no, nobody from Ohio chew me a new one. And this is, I actually used this for my last week's podcast where I said, if I was DNR commissioner, Ohio in general allows bait on private land. Public land, there is no baiting. But you can use any type of sense. And I know that's a factor up by you guys' sense or animal byproducts, uh, urine, pee, whatever mm-hmm. uh, in ohio they do have some cwd counties so cwd has been found positive in some counties those counties that are not allowed to bait those counties are not allowed to bait or use deer lures unless it's synthetic lures the rest of the state can use any type of lures and can still and then the cwd infected counties can still implement food plots so the whole state of Ohio can bait and feed if it's private land. And you can do food plots. If it's a CWD county, you can no longer bait, but you can still do food plots. So is that updated at a year? Because, I mean, I look back, and you, you guys don't have this, but I look back at our CWD-affected counties. This one in Washburn, when was that registered? 2020? 2019 when was it registered if they get tested why don't we have more today you'd think so so i'm curious to see that the cwd counties that ohio found positive do they redo that every year 
Anyways, um, baiting in Ohio is pretty much open. We don't have much regulation on how much or how you use it. You can use a spin feeder, gravity feeder, or just place it on the ground. The only differences are that the whole state can bait in any way but the CWD area. They're not allowed to bait unless it's a food plot. And I would say a food plot's not bait. That's a different argument. Mm-hmm. I love the private can bait, but the public can't. I do love that, actually. Um, and I do understand that if, if you get a positive last year in Washburn County in Wisconsin for a CWD-infected deer, you say no baiting in that county. I'm fine with that. You could even do it for two years because basically a deer doesn't make it past two years. And after two years, you wipe it clean and you just let them start baiting again. So if I, I would love I would love to go through the CWD infected map and take out the 2021s, take out the 2020s, the 2019s, whenever, whenever they were, and see how many counties would be allowed to bait at that point. But they don't care how much and they don't care how you bait them, whether it's gravity, spin, on the ground. They, they don't actually care in Ohio. Why? <laughs> Why here? Why is it a problem? And they're handling CWD. I don't know. It'd be really fun to look into Colorado's regs too because Colorado's had CWD since the 70s. They still have deer. You guys have had CWD in those counties for a long time down south. Are there still? Are they still shooting de- deer in Dane County? Yeah. I, I would bet they are. I would bet they're doing all right. So it's not killing all the deer. Uh, and here's another interesting thing that goes back to baiting. So Minnesota, majority of the state, you're not allowed to feed deer at all. You're not allowed to bait for hunting purposes at all in Minnesota. However, in January and February of every year for the last several years, the DNR have their snipers come out and hunt. And guess what? The snipers dump out big piles of corn and shoot deer over them in the CWD-infected counties to kill deer, just to kill them. So they can put out lots of feed to entice deer to group up so they can shoot them better to potentially remove sick deer from the herd. Are they not also spreading CWD and encouraging the spread of CWD when they're using way more than two gallons of corn and doing tons of feeding in a county where we're not allowed to feed, period? And what are the chances they're shooting 100% of the deer? They're not. Ten deer walk into that pile. They shoot they one get the eight of them. Yep. Or if they're really quick, they get two, three. Sure. Somebody explain this to me. Why can they do it, but we can't? Right. Is it, do we live in a country where it's do as I say, not as I do? Yeah, actually, we do. Okay. <laughs> we, we live in a pretty messed up country. My my argument, but. my argument for Wisconsin, and then I, it makes no sense in Minnesota. You can't bait for the deer. You can't use sense because of CWD. Because of CWD. Mm-hmm. But man, once season's over, feed them buggers. Not in most of the state right now. I know, I know. I'm saying let's just we're just talking about kids and county. Mm-hmm. You can't bait and hunt over it. Nope. But man, feed them. Yep. Give them whatever you want. Dump feed them a up. semi load of grain. Doesn't matter. Feed them as doesn't much matter. Because the CWD only works during hunting season. Yes. So, but my also stip- Minnesota is not allowed baiting even before they had CWD, so they might think that's a more of an ethics thing, which I think is but, stupid. But we've talked about that. Take take bait. I mean, I, I don't really care in the state of Wisconsin. You will never get food plots, and we can have that argument someday. the The impact that food plots create for ad, uh, diversity in your property is so important and that food plot is always there you can literally plant the food plot and walk away from it and you've created diversity in your woods you can plant it once and never touch it again you can never till it never plant it and let it go back to natural you've created diversity i get it you put some corn down you put two gallons of corn down in a week it's gone and the woods go back to normal and nothing ever happens it's not a natural situation and I'm talking bag corn. Obviously, people that egg and farm and stuff like that, corn is natural. Mm-hmm. But in the woods, if you dump a gallon of corn, two gallons of corn, in a week it's gone, the woods go back to normal, the deer go back to their natural habits. You know, they have adjusted to go to that corn. Food plots are forever diversity affecting the, the woods, 
the qu the quail, the grouse, the foxes, the raccoons, the turkeys. Food plots make such a huge positive impact. I will never let you say, unless it's agriculture, you can't do food plots. Screw you. It's my property. If I want to plant turnips so I can take them home and eat them, I will. Don't care. But I can argue with the baiting. Fine. Take it away. Take it away. Get rid of it. Fine. Zero. Watch an industry burn because of CWD, quote unquote. Multiple and, industries are burning because of CWD. Well, I mean, yeah, CWD. I mean, you got deer lures, um, deer byproducts, corn. Deer farmers. Deer farmer. I mean, take away the baiting. I don't I don't personally care. I'm going to hunt. I'm going to do fine. And I think when, when you do allow baiting, kind of everybody has to join. It's like join the club or don't don't hunt. I personally, that's what I just I think that's how the deer are affected. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the corn has a big pull, especially when there's bait piles all over the place. Anyways, take it away. I don't care. And but the volume and the way, whether it's gravity feeder or spin feeder, what is it? what what? It's so many things that are arbitrary and don't make sense. And even just scanning through more of the regs that you sent me. So for feeding birds and small mammals, it, 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 it's such a stupid sentence. You can feed birds and small animals if it is placed in bird feeding devices and structures at a sufficient height. What the heck is a sufficient height? How We're high is a sufficient height? What if the deer stands up on its back legs? Do I got to get it seven feet in the air? Eight feet in the air? I mean, why can't they say it must be at six foot five inches? Why do they say they don't, sufficient? Right. They are saying your your DNR are actually giving you distances for so many things, some things. Yes. But yep. A feeding site. That's not a. That, is that just the two pile two two gallon circle? Why can't we get? Why can't we get rules that say what it is? Right. So I'm great. I can take four gallons out there. I can put two gallons down perfectly, two gallons. Mm -hmm. I can take 100 paces because my pace is about, maybe not in the snow, but my pace is just a hair over a yard. Mm -hmm. So I'll take 110 paces in any direction. It don't matter. Put two more gallons. You're fine. And I can put two more gallons out. Actually, you know what? DNR, if you're watching this because you're spying on us and you want to get us or whatever you want to do, um, you might want to check on me because I'm now going to start putting four gallons out. Based on your rules From what and we rec, understand them. I can put four gallons out. Except for that little hashtag at the very top, remember? Where is it now? No person may place, use, or hunt over more than two gallons of bait or feed at any feeding site. Well, what's a feeding site? Right. Come tell us I what recommend a feeding site is. If you do a deer management on your property, take advantage of this. Literally, if you can feed them two gallons every 12 hours, do it. It'll yeah. help the deer. And I don't mean just corn, because corn isn't perfect, great for them. But if you're doing a deer management thing, you should find a way to push this gray area, feed your deer, and give them the best chance. Because this winter is going to be hard. The DNR are not interested in helping us in any way, shape, or form. And their list of rules and regs that are just general and unnecessary and weird and vague is just sad. If I kind of want, I actually kind of want Dylan's Kitson County rules. Can't bait during hunting season. Fine. I got the food plots. And you'll never take that from me. Mm -hmm. But you can feed. I would love to take a dump truck, go up to White River Egg with a dump truck, with all of their deer mix, and dump the whole six-yard dump truck right there. There you go, buddies. Live. Yep. Don't starve to death. Don't die. Feed. It's just so good for the herd. Yep. I mean, you, and I'm willing to do it on my antlers, dime. which is crazy. I'm, I'm willing to do it on my dime. I'm not asking the DNR to pay for it. I'll do it on my money. That's not what, you know. One thing I don't... Actually, it doesn't bring up Dylan, and I want to ask this. Hay or alfalfa? It says two gallons of bait or feed. So I got to break up hay into a two-gallon bucket? Yeah, because where it says 
Um, where does it say? Oh, wait. By this ruling... You could probably hunt coyotes over feet, over bait as long as it's only two gallons of meat. It can't be an animal byproduct. For deer. No, I think Just... it says for... I keep trying to click through the photos and it gets out of it. Okay, that's small. Sorry, that was not the best way to send it to you. Well, you're not going to be feeding. You can hunt wolves over bait when there was a season open. You can hunt bear. You can't use meat for your bear baits? How do you bait a uh, wolf without meat? No person may hunt over bait material, blah, 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 uh, or wolf. So over underneath the deer, it says you may not use any animal byproduct. To my understanding, from the way I got it. Okay? Yeah. So that's for deer. So, but as far as feeding and baiting, it says you can't do anything more than two gallons of feed material. So Feeding yes, other alfalfa. wild animals. No person made a place, deposit, or allow a placement of any material to feed or attract wild animals while not hunting purposes. Yeah, I don't. It's so ambiguous. Yep. So... Dylan, based on your baiting and feeding regulations, and you, you kind of chewed it up a little bit a couple podcasts ago, you talked about you can't hunt within the vicinity of bait. What is the vicinity? Regs, holding in my yep. hand, say, Where did I just see it? I just had it. Now I can't find it. But basically it said you cannot hunt you cannot put bait where you hunt. Which again, where you hunt is such a stupid sentence. It's such a stupid sentence. Cuz where where you hunt? Cuz if I go to the Twin Cities, and I asked somebody, hey, where do you hunt? They're going to say, oh, I hunt up in Kitson County. So they can't bait in the whole county? That's the vicinity. You can't have feed in the whole county because that's where you hunt. Yep. Or what if they say, I hunt in northwest Minnesota? Wow, that really narrows it down. Or is it, where do you hunt? Well, I hunt over there in that tree stand. But I cover 260 acres. Or I hunt on my neighbor's land. This is where I hunt, and it's 80 acres that he owns. That's where I hunt. So that means he can't feed on that entire 80? Why? It just, why? Why can't they just make it simple? Why is because it to say clear, where? Because there's a clear line that you broke or didn't break the law. And based on every situation... They can't be held to a gray, you know, they need a gray area to, at their discretion, decide. Mm-hmm. Which you makes know, the officers look bad. Well, and, and the officers are, I mean, I, not all of them. There's some good ones. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're, they, they've been taught how to use that. You can't, you can't access a, ice, a fishing house. But if you knock and they open the door, that's their automatic invite. Well, that's not true. You haven't been invited in. No. Nope. Yeah, but he opened the door. Well, if I open the door to my house, does that mean you can come in? Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I open the door to see what the heck's going on. It's not inviting you in. Yeah. Now in Minnesota, so, it would really be rude to not invite somebody in, but that's Minnesota. We're that way. But that still doesn't mean you can just come in. What What do you think their mindset is when it, you can, in Kitson County, you can't bait for hunting purposes? But you can feed as much as you want. You think it's focused on ethics, not I think CWD? it is focused on ethics. For some reason, okay. Minnesota's got their undies tied in a knot that it is worse to shoot a deer over a pile of feed than it is to drive drunk. And we've had that conversation before. Yep. I don't know why that is. I don't know why Wisconsin, we're, we're able to look at you 
And I'm being facetious now, but we're able to look at Wisconsin and be all poo-poo. You guys are bad hunters. You use bait. You are less hunters than we are. North Dakota, you guys use bait. You are less of a hunter than we are. Canada, Iowa, we are better. We took the moral high ground, and we don't bait deer. Bullshit. Montana, Montana, Wyoming. I, I and don't quote me if somebody's from there and goes, oh, but like Mo- Montana. I mean, they kind of frown upon trail cameras. They frown upon baiting. They, they frown upon deer drives. They frown upon that kind of. But it's how you hunt. It's just it's it's that's a that's a tactic based on how they learn to hunt out there. Mm-hmm. Get a Montana guy that went out there and hunted mule deer. Tell him to come here and hunt. He's going to have a hard freaking time. He goes, well, I sneak up through. on nothing here. He goes, I can sneak through the woods. I'm like, yeah, but you need to spend two days glassing to see what valley they're in. You can't do that here. You're never going to see a deer. So the same You're reason I'm trespass real quick here. Yeah. Well, I'm just, just like a, a guy from Wisconsin, like myself going to Montana. I'm over here. Like, let's do a deer drive. Let's set up bait. Let's get a camera going. And people are like, no. That's not how that is. Like, oh, okay. Not that I wanted to, but we are born and raised on different tactics. Mm-hmm. But for the DNR to leverage ethics and or CWD to bait, to bait for baiting or feeding seems ridiculous when Kansas, Ohio, Illinois, um, Kentucky, Oklahoma, I mean, they bait I mean, you see that down there, you see what you'll see. If you go go to an outfitter, pick Oklahoma, for example. They'll show you a buck picture with the feeder right there. And there's a big fence. And the reason the fence is there is to keep the hogs out because the deer can jump the fence and eat. Take a four the picture fence. shows a fence, a feeder, and a trophy whitetail. I mean, so, so in my opinion, you're just sitting there at the feeder waiting for him to jump in the fence. You shoot him in a fence. I mean, my brain tells me all that's wrong, but at the same time, I'm like, what does it matter? Yeah. What does it matter? So I want to know why two gallons, why that's the number. Does four gallons make CWD transfer better? Is it? It, it, It's just arbitrary, and it's so many things are arbitrary, and that's just the best words for it. It's arbitrary. It doesn't make any sense. I want to see some scientific research that said two gallons is the magic number. Yep. I want to see it. I love, I absolutely love the no baiting on public. It's not your property to just, it's not your property to do anything on. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. And, and of course I Fine. own property, so I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, it gives me a benefit. It gives me an advantage. Sure. But I'm, I'm okay with that because it's not your property. You're on national forest. You're on public land. If you put a bait site out and then Joe Blow comes from the other side of the road and puts a bait site out hundred yards from you, 50 yards from you. No, I think you what is that? It has to be hundred. But I'm saying, what if they break the rule? They don't know you're there. Yeah. Are you? What if this forty acre public, this public land is forty acres big, and six people hunt it? Yeah. yeah are they all in violation? You should all be. Are they? There. They should. It doesn't you say you have to know it's there. So I actually like the public know, the private yeah, because then you're responsible. I as the property owner. I'm responsible for how many baiting or feeding sites I have on the property. Fine. Yeah. I'm good with that. Public, it's hard to mo- um, moderate that. or uh, Monitor it. Monitor it. Thank you. But Ohio's doing it. They don't care what that feeds in. They don't care how much you put down. They just say you can't do it on public. I'm with that. And that's why I added it to last week's podcast that that would be my rule. Because I like it. I think it solves a little bit of an issue. But, uh, you know. That's yeah. if there's a DNR warrant watching this, writing down my address and um, the trailer where that feeding site was within the highway or the road. Um, can you answer these questions? Yeah. Can you tell us why it's two gallons? We just want why? answers. That's all we want. We posted tell our answers people. last time, but we want more answers. Yep. Yep. Is it that hard? So, so. Uh, I mean, that's enough about, I mean, we've let all our baiting out the door there. I think so. Uh, what's what's up next with podcasts? What's up next at 10 Point Whitetails, Dylan? Well, next year, uh, I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, we got a few things in the works. We're going to actually get some radio ads out 
soon uh, for certain areas of Minnesota where I just made a decent deal and got some radio ads for nothing. Uh, so that's going to happen. Uh, we're going to try to get some videos up soon. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have a little teaser up, but I don't know. Started working on some stuff a couple of weeks ago at the time this is released. Um, yeah, we got to get some videos up. We got some hunts that were recorded that got to go up. We got guests that we've been working on. I got a couple of guys I want to talk to. We got my dad. We got uh, some guys with Haunted Outdoors. You got some guys you want to talk to. Uh, yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up. We're going to do a lot of, we're going to try to keep going even in the off season here. Uh, if you believe in such a thing as an off season from hunting and we're going to try to keep putting out content every week. That's the goal. Yep. And then I think, you know, with the, with the list of, uh, people wanting and willing to join our podcast, uh, we're gonna have some good hunting stories and we're going to hear some aspects from outside Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, a couple of the guests are from um, Ohio and Illinois and Iowa. So um, it'll be really interesting to see their perspectives. And I'd love to bounce this off them when they're on. Hey, we can only feed two gallons. How do you feel about that? They're going to go, huh? They're going to say, you bait? You know, I yeah. mean, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think there's any right way to skin a cat. The best way or the good way is to start from the tail. But there's lots of ways to skin the cat. And at there's the lots of, of ways tail, to not hunt. the tip of the tail. What? The base of the tail, not the tip of the tail. No, start at the tip. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen bobcats. No, we Do always start at the back. Bobcats have a little bitty tail. Ah. But. So it'll be interesting to talk to these guys and see if how weird Wisconsin and Minnesota are, see how far out of touch we are. A couple of these guys have shot monster bucks monsters um ones i would dream of mm-hmm. that if i ever shot one like that off my property i'd be a happy man so it'd be cool to have them obviously a cwd conversation with your father <clears throat> and just get him on get him on here so yeah we're gonna have some fun coming up yeah we'll get some opinions other than our own so if you're sick of our opinions stay tuned <laughs> we'll get some new ones that aren't ours might be better or worse we'll find out so uh, I think we're about ready to wrap things up. We went another hour again because we just can't keep it under an hour anymore. We just have nope. too much fun. Too much fun. <laughs> but people are listening, so here we are. If you have any questions for us, please send us a message on Facebook or email us at 10pointwhitetails at gmail.com. And that is 10pointwhitetails at gmail.com. And you can also find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, all at 10pointwhitetails. You can find us on TikTok at 10 Point White Tales, or you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting app, and we'll be called Lessons of the Woods by 10 Point White Tales, or my name might be attached to it, Dylan Porter. Uh, but look up Lessons of the Woods on your favorite podcast app. We should be there. I think we're on pretty much all of them now. Uh, I don't think I got anything else because we don't write. I mean, like a lot of people have like, oh, and then I got my blog over here that we can post or this new article I put up. We got nothing. We don't. We don't do anything. Um, actually at the time this is going up in two days from right now when this post is up Minnesota Vikings play Green Bay Packers in Lambeau any bets? I mean I got nothing to bet I don't got no money but any thoughts? 24-21 Packers after leading 24-0 after half <laughs> uh yeah at this time the most recent game is the vikings went down 33-0 to the colts so who knows uh, i think i, I, think, I think the packers i think the packers winning is fair i think it's uh normally that one gets split so we won at home you guys win at home it's gonna be wild so, and i don't even know if they're playing any of our starters at that point well, we might not either. So yeah. I, this is what I'm. This is what I'm calling. We're going to lose to the Miami Dolphins, which is behind this podcast, but in our time, we're going to lose to the Miami Dolphins. They may pull everybody because then we're out. Yep. But the Lions win out. The Lions win out. They could and get into the uh, playoffs. 
I think they have a good chance to be in there. And honestly, if you guys lose out, if you guys lose, I bet they're sit. I bet Rogers is sitting last two games of the year. Yes, and that so that's obviously a, a discrepancy in my bet against the Vikings. If if Rogers is sitting, it won't be twenty four twenty one. Well, and it depends if the Eagles win with uh, Gardner Minshew against the Cowboys. If the Eagles won, are the Vikings now sitting Kirk Cousins? I don't know because if they, I don't know a lot of math. We're not a football podcast, but. In case you're wondering, if you want us to be a football, co- football. If, if you want us to be a football podcast rather than a hunting podcast, send us an email. Yeah, because I'll talk about football all day long, probably too much, not as much as ta- hunting, but I do know a thing or two about football. So, anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back. See you next week, Friday at seven o'clock. <laughs>